Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. So this week, I thought I'd tackle the issue of mental health and you. And the issue of mental health, you know, over the past few years, it's been so out there. It's something that we've been talking about a lot, you know, on social media outlets, on the news, in classrooms, in businesses. Um, It's not a new issue, but I think it's an issue that there's been some light shed on it um, recently. And I'm, I, for one, I'm all for that. Just anything that is going to make us a healthier and happier people. But before I go into that, um, I did announce a few weeks ago that I will be answering questions on my podcast from my fans. So I thank you for those who continue to send encouraging word and for those who send their questions. So truthfully, I will only have time for two questions each week, but I will do my best to answer them. And I, if I can find another forum to answer them, that'd be great. So the first question was, who are my influences? I have so many influences. You know, I've always been inspired um, by those who stand up for others, those who place the needs of others before themselves, those who give voice to people who do not have a voice. And, you know, I'm also very impressed by female empowerment, females that made it not through the traditional means. You know, sometimes they've made it in a male-dominated field. Um, so, and they were the one who decided that, you know what, I'm not going to stand for this. You cannot put me in a box. I'm going to step out and, you know, be in who I need to be. And, um, if you listen to my podcast at all, you'll know that I'm a fan of movies. So, you know, that episode, um, with Patrick Swayze, you know, if, if you know this movie, you can shout it out when he said, you know, nobody puts baby in a corner. That's how I feel about these female, no female, nobody's going to put them in a corner. So they stood up and they stood out. So I appreciate that. And I'm truly fully behind all that. If I had to call off a few influences, well, you'll probably know Oprah because I think I've mentioned her a few times and who doesn't Oprah inspire, right? Um, You also have Michelle Obama who her book Becoming was just truly amazing and there's so many other things that she does and what she stands for. You know, Toni Morrison, her writings, it's incredible. Unfortunately, she did pass away recently. Maya Angelou and, you know, a young... um, a female that I do have to call out is Angela Rye. I'm truly impressed with her, um, just what she stands for and, you know, her voice. She just speaks her truth and I love that. Um, but, you know, ultimately, like I mentioned, there's a lot of people to choose from and each in their own unique way have inspired me in one way or the other. I mean, there's been Martin and Malcolm and Tupac and Frederick Douglass and there's just so many people, the list goes on. But, you know, the ones that I called out, those are truly my influences. Um, the second question is, what do you want people to get from the podcast? Well, you know, if you know anything about me, I believe in positive vibes and positive energy and pushing forward, um, in the face of negativity to be that positive light. So if I had to narrow it down though, to the simple message that I would like people to get out of my podcast, it's this, it's for them to believe in themselves. It's for them to believe that they're enough. It's for them to root for themselves, even if no one else is, you know, they should be their biggest champion. Um, you know, it might take other people to catch up. It might take other people to realize your greatness, but you know, your greatness doesn't stop or start big, um, depending on who believes in you. So start with you, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, know that you are enough. And if somebody doesn't think that you're enough, well, that's their loss. So that's all the questions I have time for today. 
Um, I do also want to give a shout out. I, you know, a few weeks ago, um, I think it was my last episode. I give a shout out to Roger, who is one of my listeners and had reached out to me after a particular episode, what I learned about dying. Um, just found out that he lost a family member and just wanted to give a shout out to Roger, say that my heart and my heart and my prayers are with you and will continue to lift you up. And I also want to give a shout out to my husband, Paul, because he has been one of my biggest supporters, um, you know, in everything, but also in all things electronics. This is not me. I don't know anything electronic, but I just tell him what I want and he gets it for me and he does it for me. So I truly do appreciate him and anything I say that I want to do, he'll just say, okay, what do you want? And he'll get it for me. So Paul, thank you. I appreciate you and I love you. All right. So as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm going to be talking about mental health and I wanted to tackle that issue. You know, oftentimes when we hear about something so much, it often becomes a a cliche, right? And people take advantage and they use it for everything. And, you know, they'll mention mental health when they want to get out of something, they want to get out of work. And they found out that, you know, people who suffer from mental health might have something given to them, maybe an extra day off or something like that. And they'll decide to use that. But this episode is not about those people. This episode is about those who truly suffer from mental health or who knows somebody who suffers from mental health or those who want to help somebody um, who suffer from mental health. And just if it's even to recognize the sign and to encourage them to seek professional help. So if we break down and look what mental health is, it is the emotional, psychological, and social well-being of a person, right? It affects the way they think, feel, and act. It will determine how they handle the stress of everyday life and the stress of when something major happens to them. You know, one of the big misconceptions about mental health is that it's only impactful to a certain age group, a certain race, a certain social economics um, group. And, you know, that is simply not true. You know, mental health can affect anyone. And if you look at the news at, you know, the rate of things that are happening in terms of suicide and depression and people being placed in institution, it is at any age. You see little kids, you see boys, you see girls, you see um African-American, you see Hispanics, you see white, you see everybody, you know, mental health affects everyone. And, you know, I do have to call out, you know, as an African-American female, I will say that there is a stigma attached to mental health. I am from Jamaica and I think I've mentioned it before. It is not something that we talk about often. It is not something that we admit to. It is not something that we want to be known for. So a lot of times I feel like we don't get help because we don't want anybody to know that we are suffering from it. We feel ashamed. And I'm here to encourage you and let you know that there is no shame in it. There's no shame in seeking help if you need it. And for those family members, if you have somebody that's suffering from mental health, you know, don't be ashamed of them. Don't hide them and don't try to pass it off as them just going through one of their moods. This is a serious thing. This is something that should be addressed. And I will encourage you to look into it. You know, don't worry about what people are going to say. People are going to talk regardless. This is truly what I believe. So I think you should continue to do what you need to do to get the help that you need to get and let people talk. They will talk if you're doing well and they'll talk if you're doing bad. So fight 
to do better, um, you know, mentally and don't worry about the impression that others will get, you know, not every sign is a mental health issue, right? But there are certain warning signs and, you know, there are some signs that you can look for and I'll try and, you know, shout out a few of them that I've known personally. Um, like I said, you know, uh, all of us at one point in a, has been affected either by mental health personally or somebody they know. And I have come across it with, you know, several people that I've known in the recent years that, you know, one of the first thought that people says, oh, I, you know, I never expected that from that person. You know, they're so strong. But, you know, you've got to check on those strong persons, right? Those people that, you know, you always believe is your rock. Those people that is the rock for everybody else. You know, who's their rock? Who can they count on? And that's the challenge that we face a lot of times. You know, those strong people don't have anybody to call on. And sometimes they're ashamed of even letting somebody know that they're going through. And they'll hold on till it gets to the point that they can't hold on anymore. And they just completely collapse. So, you know, no matter what kind of relationship you're into, and if you have a person that's that strong person, reach out to one, reach out one day to them and say, you know, hey, I'm checking on you. How are you? Today's not about me. You know, you've always helped me. Today, I want to help you. So I wanted to call out a couple of signs that could be, you know, a sign of a mental health issue. And like I said, these are not necessarily signs of mental health issues, but these are some of the warning signs, right? So if somebody is suddenly not eating or sleeping um, at all, or they're doing it too much, if they have no interest in other people or activities that they used to enjoy, if they just have low energy or no energy, if they're acting and feeling like nothing matters and, you know, this could be for somebody else, but this could also be for you. You know, if you suddenly have these unexplained aches or pains, if you're feeling overwhelmed and hopeless and helpless, you know, if you are partying more than usual, drinking and smoking and doing drugs, if you are just getting these uh, intense emotions that, you know, you just don't understand. And there's no, doesn't seem to be a cause or a reason for it. If you're feeling angry or confused or forgetful or upset or worried or scared, or, you know, you're having these severe mood swings. Um, if you have these persistent thoughts, you can't get rid of, you know, and, you know, for the more severe cases, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, if you're hearing voices and sometimes these voices are telling you things, um, you know, if you're thinking of harming yourself or others, um, if you have an ability, inability to take care of yourself or family, your family member, you know, like your kids, what daily tasks you used to perform, like getting them, you know, ready for school or things like that. And, you know, you just, all of a sudden you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to see anybody, um, you know, checking on those signs. Now, you know, not all those signs are signs of mental health issues, but like I said, these are signs that I think should be called out and people experience things differently. And, you know, there might be signs that are not known yet. There's some other behaviors or attitudes or actions that are direct results of people suffering from mental health, and we don't know what it is yet. So, you know, if I can encourage you to do anything, it's to be more aware of the people in your life and be aware of sudden changes in moods and behaviors and attitudes. Um, 
like I said, mental health is important. It is something that I don't think is going to go away. And I think as a society, we're paying more attention to it and we're shining a spotlight on it, so to speak. And as with all things, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, when you shine a spotlight on something, there's going to be those who want to get away with stuff, but that's not our worry. That's not who we are concerned about. We are concerned with those who are genuinely affected by mental health. And, you know, I took a look at some stats, right? And it was just mind boggling the amount of people that was affected by mental health. So according to mental health by numbers, which is an organization, it's um, approximately one in five adults in the United States you know, that's a whopping 46.6 million people experience mental health issues in a given year. So if you're in a group with five people, that means at least one of those person, and it could be you, you know, suffers from mental health. Approximately one in 25 adults in the U.S. experience a serious mental health issue in a given year that significantly interferes with or limits their abilities, you know, and it limits them in a major life activity. Approximately one in five youth, and this was scary to read, you know, approximately one in five youth ages eight, 13 to 18 experience a severe mental disorder at some point of their lives. 13 to 18, I mean, that's a baby. And then for the even scarier part, you know, from children 8 to 15, the estimate is that 13% of them, you know, suffer from a mental disorder. 1.1% of adults live with schizophrenia. I remember when schizophrenia was a taboo word. It's a word. It was that word that was hard to pronounce, right? And you only saw that on the movies and you, you swear it was a made up thing. But no, it's not. You know, at least 16 million adults had at least one major depressive episode in the past years. Uh, you know, and mental health affects so many. You know, there's the people that are homeless, teens that are homeless, you know, the people in prison, in the juvenile detention center. You know, those are some not so fun facts. That is what is happening. You know, and here's some other facts. Suicide is the 10th highest leading cause of death in the U.S. and the second leading cause of death for people aged 10 to 34. More than 90% of the people who die by suicide show symptoms of mental health condition. Now, if you listen to the news and just even read the local newspapers, and I know a lot of times when you see things on TV, yes, it does get more of a spotlight when it happens to a celebrity, you know, Robin Williams, Kate Spade, you know, Anthony Bourdain, you know, these people, um, we did get a lot of visibility after they, you know, committed suicide. But if you read the newspaper, if you watch the local station, you'll see how many people are committing suicide who are choosing that method. You know, little kids, you know, my heart breaks when I see the news of little kids choosing to end their life. You know, can you imagine the state that a six or an eight-year-old has to be at for them to decide that this world would be a better place for them? And, you know, my heart, like I said, it just, it, it can't recover from something like that. I have a 12-year-old and a 6-year-old, and, you know, I have conversations with them all the time. And, you know, 
a couple years ago, my daughter actually experienced that with a friend where, you know, these are things that these kids in middle school and high school are talking about. So as parents, we need to get involved as caregivers. We need to get involved as guardians. We need to get involved and we need to ask these questions and we need to ensure that they know that they are supported and that the world is not going to be a better place without them in it. So a lot of times we feel like if we don't have these conversations with our kids, then they don't know about it. But let me tell you something. The internet <laughs> will educate them. Other kids will educate them. Even if you say, well, I limit the amount of internet my kids watch, and that's great and that's commendable. But when they go to school, they'll talk to other kids and you don't know how another kid is being raised in their home. So they have these conversations that they see and they'll have these conversations because some of the conversations I have with my daughter, you know, what she heard or what she spoke about with her kids, it's mind boggling. You know, I would have never thought that little kids had that in their vocabulary, but they do. So I encourage you to talk to them about mental health. I encourage you to talk to them about their feelings. And, you know, another sad thing, it's estimated that between 18 to 22 veterans die each day by suicide. What a staggering fact, man. That is, you know, that is just, oh my goodness, heartbreaking. Um, you know, these veterans, they go, they fight for a country and they come back. And oftentimes, you know, you'll see them on the street and a lot of them do come back and they're able to adjust to society. But I mean, think of war. I mean, we have a hard time, you know, we're in the movie theater and we see a violent scene and we cover our eyes. But when you're at war, you can't cover your eyes. So they live through these things. You know, they suffer. They see their, self, their friends being blown apart. They also have to take part in things that are unfathomable to us. So they come back and they're going through this and it's hard for them to adjust and um, get back into normal everyday life. So sometimes, unfortunately, suicide seems to be the way out for them. So like I mentioned, you know, that is a staggering fact. Um, those are some staggering facts. And, you know, like I said, it's, you know, there is no respecter of, you know, who you are and your age and all that, you know, mental health can affect anyone. Um, there are some help, there is help out there. You know, if you or somebody you know is suffering from mental health or you suspect, you know, I'd rather somebody think that somebody is and try to get them help and they're not than to think that that person is okay and then don't get them any help. First and foremost, there's always professional help, right? There is a lot of towns and cities and states now that are doing things um, for mental health. Uh, and, you know, there should be no shame in it. You know, I will encourage you if you're feeling any of these symptoms to connect with others and positive people. So try to stay positive and connect with positive people, people who are going to encourage you and push you forward. I'm also going to encourage you to do some physical exercise, you know, get those endorphins going. Um, I'll encourage you to volunteer. I feel better when I volunteer, you know, taking the problem and the spotlight off you for a second and focusing on helping others is very rewarding. 
um, you know, and, you know, take care of you, eat healthy, you know, try to get enough sleep and things like that. Um, and try to find out what coping skills are, some coping mechanism. How can you cope with the stress of everyday life? You know, there is no shame in realizing that you might be suffering um, from a mental health disorder. You know, as soon as that you think, as soon as you think you are, seek some help. Like I mentioned, there's local organizations that are there for you. And if you just Google, you know, mental health in the town that you live in, a lot of things will pop up. I did that, you know, before I did this show, I did mental health and I put in a bunch of random towns and, you know, a lot of things pop up. And, you know, of course, there's not all towns have it because they're not equipped. But, you know, find out and find out where there's places that you can get the help for free and things like that. And again, don't attach any shame to that if you can't afford it and you have to seek it out for free. There's organizations out there that can help you that are offering mental health services. And, you know, at, at schools, I think um, it's something that they're paying attention to now. And I know that um, they've taken significant steps in reducing the bullying and, you know, things like that. And it seems that each time something bad happens, they blame it on, you know, somebody having mental health issues. And I don't believe that's always the case that somebody who does something bad has mental health issues. But one of the things that always, you know, like an aha moment, right? Oprah has her aha moment. For me, it's when they're talking about somebody who did something despicable and they'll mention all these signs that these people were suffering from. And my question is that if you notice all these signs, you know, why didn't you do something about it? So if you notice somebody suffering from something or you're suffering from somebody, shouldn't you try to help them before they get to the next level? I mean, I think it's past time now that we're digging our head, head onto the sand and, you know, we are thinking that, you know, mental health can affect me and it can affect my loved ones or the people are come in contact with, you know, it says one in five adults. Um, if there's five people, you know, in your room right now, one of them, and that person could be you. And, you know, there's no shame in it. And I've mentioned that a few times and, you know, a lot of times people attach a stigma to it because they want to be that strong one. They want to be seen as a rock. And, you know, I will admit that I am the strong one. I feel that I am, but you know what, if I ever feel that I need the help, if I ever feel and I'm seeing any of these signs or things like that, there's going to be no shame in my game. I am not going to be afraid to seek help because I want to take care of me. I want to be healthy for me because if I am not healthy, then I can't take care of my kids. I can't take care of my family. So I cannot be that strong one. So even though you are the strong one, I'm going to encourage you to take care of yourself. I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, you know, what does the pilot say? Put on your oxygen mask first, because if you don't put yours on first, you can't help others. So I do have a few um, close people to me that, you know, are suffering from mental health issues and I'm doing my best to help them. But I know that I am not a professional. So what I've done is, you know, a 
apart from being that positive person in their lives and, you know, giving them encouraging words and things like that and trying to encourage them to do different things, you know, exercise and to, you know, eat and healthy and to get sleep and things like that and just trying to remain positive and trying to find a hobby that they enjoy. I encourage them to get professional professional help. And a lot of times we think that we can do it all on our own, but we're not equipped. We are not all equipped to handle it. And we want to address it before it gets so severe that they're in this depressive mood, that they get suicidal, and then they feel like the world would be better off without them. So I just want to encourage you, if you or anyone you know is suffering from mental health, seek help. Um, go on websites, Google mental health in your town, you know, read up about it, call, you know, different places. There is a lot of organizations that has highlighted and have put a spotlight on mental health. And I don't believe we're where we need to be, but I do believe that we're making significant strides, um, to get there. And I want to make a special call out to my African American listeners. I want to make a special call out to my Caribbean listeners. No, she am not in it. So for those of you who did not understand that, that just simply means there's no shame in it. So I'm going to encourage you get up, get to the doctor, you know, find out, seek some help, speak to your family member. And, you know, they may say, and again, I'm going to use that Jamaican man, not no wrong with you, man. I just attention you want. <laughs> again, that is simply not true. I know people from the Caribbean who are suffering from mental health issues and some of them are seeking the help because they've realized that it's not attention. It is not something that they're making up. They then genuinely need the help, right? Um, and then I know those who are not seeking the help because they're ashamed. They think there's this stigma attached and they think that it makes them weak to seek help, but it doesn't. Um, for those of you who have seeked help, I commend you. I really give you uh, congratulations just to go against the grain, go against your upbringing, go against the beliefs that you were raised with. Um, I was certainly raised to believe that, you know, you don't, you know, black folks, especially Caribbean folks, don't go to shrinks that, I mean, a full fool business that, right? So, um, yes, my Jamaican is coming out quite a bit in this. But I am so glad that I've been able to gain just additional knowledge knowing that, like I said, there's no shame in it. And I will do what I have to do to protect not only myself, but those that I love. And for those of you who have not gone, for those of you who haven't decided yet that there's a serious issue, I'm going to encourage you and know that I'm rooting for you and know that I truly believe that one day you'll realize that it's not something for you to be ashamed of. So just go get the help because we love you and we want you to be well. So, you know, that is it for me and the mental health in you. Like I mentioned, you know, several times throughout this podcast, if you know of anyone who's suffering from mental health issues, if it's you yourself, um, you know, you're feeling depressed, you want to pull away from others or things like that, just seek the help, seek the help, seek the help, seek the help. 
Um, as always, I am inspired by my listeners. Um, reach out to me at Suzanne at positively Suzanne.com. I would love to hear your comments and your feedback. And, you know, if you've gotten some help, um, and if because of one of my episodes, I am so encouraged by that and I'm happy. So I want to end this by saying that I'm rooting for you. I'm encouraging you. I believe in you, but even more than me believing in you, I want you to believe in you. Until next time.